Well, hello everyone. I'm your host, Cindy Ketzel. Thanks for joining us for this episode of Nine to Thrive HR. In this podcast, we team up with experts to bring you the best in HR, talent management, and business strategy. We always love hearing from you. I cannot believe we are to the end of the year already, and we are looking forward to 2024. So we would certainly love if you've got any topics or suggestions for next year, we would love to hear from you. Send us an email at podcasts at hci.org. So many of you listeners, you've probably been hearing what I'm calling our speaker series with iSolved. And today will not disappoint. We've got Jeff Webb. Jeff is the VP of Solution Strategy, and I'm going to turn it over to have Jeff talk a little bit about himself, but I want to tell you all, we are talking about AI today, and I'm so excited. We have not done this topic yet, so I'm super excited. Jeff, we're glad to have you on. Glad you're here. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Thank you, Cindy. Yeah, I'm very glad to be here too. And it's a great topic to talk about. So yeah, I lead the solution strategy and market analytics teams at iSolve. And a lot of the time, what we spend our time and energy doing is working with our product teams, the sort of services teams, and spending a lot of time with our customers and the broader sort of thought leadership out there in the direction of both technology services and HR really trying to make sure that we stay on track as an organization, meeting the needs of our customers kind of in the future. So the topic of AI is a it's a really timely one. You know, one of the things I get to do is I get to go out on the road a lot. So I travel pretty much every week of the year. So far this year, I think I haven't traveled one week. I think that's been it. And going out to meet customers and partners and talking to them about the things that they care about. And AI has become definitely a part of the conversation. And what I'm hearing is some interesting things, and we'll get into that, I know, as we talk through this, but I think it's extremely timely we address it because I think the conversation around AI and HR really is a kind of a crossroads about what direction we go in. And I think now is the time to get on it and talk about it. You know, it's newer for me. Ben and I use it a little bit as we produce our podcast. So that's my exposure to it. And then I've talked to nieces and nephews that are high school and college. And I'm fascinated to hear some of the boundaries, you know, even teachers have set. So when I saw Jeff that, first of all, we love having I solved on. And then second of all, when I saw this was your topic, it was so exciting for me because I don't know a tremendous amount about it other than the little glimpses that I've had. But it sounds like you've been out on the road. And I know we've had to reschedule a couple of times because of your customer visits, right? I mean, that's what you're doing. You're out there at the road shows and stuff. Very much so. Yeah, it's wonderful. I probably met over the course of this year so far, a couple of thousand of our customers, actually more than that now at this point, probably two and a half thousand. And it's been great. It's a real privilege. And I'd say that without any kind of, you know, I'm not being so coy about it. It really is. Like I said, the folks that I've talked to from iSolved, I know that it is genuine and it's, you know, really meaningful for you to be out there. So what are you hearing then? Why do you think there's so much hype? We hear about, like I was just saying, I'm talking to my nieces and nephews. Ben and I use a little bit of chat GPT here for the podcast. So why do you think there's so much hype? What do you think that's about? Well, first of all, looking at chat GPT, I think the the sudden accessibility of sort of generative AI has made people sit up and take notice of this is what you can do with it. 
has become part of the conversation and then very quickly morphed into what should we do with it and what's okay to do with it. And I think that's entirely fair. I think at the same time, we've seen that sort of eruption of interest in chat GPT, but underneath there has been so much going on in the fields of machine learning and AI and how that is becoming you know, infused and embedded through a lot of business process, obviously in our day-to-day lives too, and more and more into the world of people management, HR, and so on. And, you know, it's interesting because we've got really comfortable with some aspects of AI to the point where we simply accept them as normal. Nobody thinks twice about how does Google Maps know the right direction to get, you know, the quickest way to the pizza parlor. Like nobody thinks twice about that. And yet there's some very sophisticated stuff going on in the background or how does the phone understand when I'm yelling at it, you know, call my nephew. There's a lot of very, very complex stuff going on to make that work, but we've become very comfortable with it. But what's happening now is we're interacting with it more directly as a set of tools. And I think that's what's making people interested in saying, well, hang on a second, what does this actually mean in my day-to-day life? What's it going to mean for me in the way I do my job and the experience of people in the office and in all the workplaces, really? Yeah, because I think to your point, we're just used to how we're enrobed in it right now. But to your point, we haven't talked about what does that mean for me? Or like you said, what does that mean for HR specific or people management? I think you're right. We're kind of used to it being at the peripheral of what we're doing, but not really inviting it in. Do you think in our technology, it's been around for a while, but do you think it's a fad? Do you think it's here to stay? What do you think about it in totality? Yeah, I think what will happen is much as we've seen with a lot of really disruptive technologies, They tend to sort of arrive on the scene, you know, there's stuff going on in the background, suddenly everybody takes notice and we become very fixated on certain aspects of it. At the same time, what will actually happen is, I think very much the case with AI, it will become very much embedded in almost everything we do. You know, we, about four or five years ago, maybe six or seven years ago, we were talking a lot about the internet of things and people were very focused on what the internet of things was going to be like. What's that going to be like? What will it do? Nowadays, we just don't think twice about having all kinds of connected devices around the house because it becomes very normal. We become very acclimated to having these things around. And what will happen with AI is very much that. I think we will move away from thinking about AI in and of itself, which is, I think, where we're at right now. We tend to think of AI and think of, you know, rather ominous machines or robots or things that have, you know, where chattering away to us or trying to take over the world if you ask certain people. But reality is what we'll see is AI just becoming infused into, you know, all of the things that we touch, all the things we do and doing its job quietly in the background. And, you know, that's going to happen. It is happening. It has been happening for quite a while. And I suspect we'll see it continue for a good while yet. And it's really becoming embedded more and more now in, you know, in our specific areas around HR, which is where it's going to get really interesting. Yep. I think it's going to get really interesting. And I was tracking as you were talking and, you know, my brain was quickly going through. You're right. Like at one time, none of us had email. I know email's not AI, but I'm just thinking about technology. We never used to have email. We didn't used to be able to text each other on phones. (laughs) We didn't have the internet, you know, like I'm going through all these things as you're mentioning it. And you're right now, it's just second nature that it's around. And so it sounds like this is almost going to be, it already is to some degree, but now it's getting closer for us in business. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's the thing that we, you know, when I have the conversations with HR practitioners and, you know, regularly in small and medium businesses and large organizations too, you know, the conversation around AI is often framed up in sort of a couple of different areas. And it's, what do I need to know about AI? What should I be thinking about? Is it going to be a problem? 
how do I have a conversation with my employees and my peers about what AI will do for us? And also, to be honest, I think there's an element of, I almost want to say a little bit of AI fatigue at the moment. I think it's been so much in the press, so much in the news. We've been having conversations about it that the productive thing at this point is to move beyond the sort of conversation about is AI going to be part of our world? What will it be doing? And really get into the sort of the results it will deliver. What can I do with AI that I couldn't do before? Oh, how will it make my life easier and better? And the things that we really should be talking about with any new technology. Yeah, I want to come back to that. But I was very late bloomer to the smartphone. And I remember when I got my first smartphone, somebody said to me, Start thinking about as you're using it, what are the top five things that you did not realize you needed your smartphone for, but now you do. And one of my things that came out of that, even though I was begrudgingly (laughs) making that transfer, was being in a grocery store and looking at a recipe because I forgot to write a list or what have you. So I can see that like as people start to embrace your point, you said, you know, what can it do for us? I think as we start to lay that foundation, it will become more clear. But the other side of this, Jeff, you mentioned people are getting fatigued. It's all around us. We know it's useful for us. We've got to drill down to that. But do you also believe, are there some misconceptions out there that business leaders have about it as a tool for us? Sure. Yeah, and I think part of that will be the idea that we should think of it as a tool even. When I think about AI, I tend to think of it in terms of it is a degree of intelligence that we can embed or insert into existing technologies and existing tools. You know, I think the first thing we need to get past is thinking of AI as a thing that we're going to bring into the business. We're not going to install a, you know, a HAL 9000 box with a glaring red eye in the corner of the room that's going to talk to you and read the 2001 reference for those of you that... Well, let's hope not for a very long time. It was extremely unhelpful as computers go. But no, I think we should be thinking about, well, okay, I'm not going to bring AI in. AI is going to come into the things I need to use every day. And I will be using AI in ways that are very intuitive. If it's built, like any of these technologies, if it's built well, it should be intuitive. It should be you know, almost seductive in the way that we use it. I think the question you know, starts to become, it's less of what will AI do and more what will AI and me do together that just me by myself couldn't do kind of like your grocery you know sure you could go back and forth with a piece of paper but what can i do that will be easier faster more efficient more effective as a result of there being more intelligence in the tools that i'm using i use the word tool you kind of enunciated that again and then when you just made that comment i'm thinking about it as it becomes my partner we're partners now. And so to give some action to this conversation, what are you seeing professionals using AI for already? Well, I think in the space, again, we're talking about, because obviously it's embedding everywhere from, you know, how do I land a plane on a windy day to what's the right price for a you know box of fries to any number of other things? Like what color should I have this car? AI is embedded in all of these things and is providing input and, and it does certain things exceptionally well. And those are the things we should be looking to to use. I think in our space, in the space of HR, you know, when I think about this, I think of AI really in terms of three kind of buckets of AI capability that we should expect. You know, at the basic level, sort of there's AI embedded in stuff we do, in the flow of work, in the day-to-day activities. And that's where you've got artificial intelligence assisting you in anything from creating a job ad quickly to looking through and doing an initial sort of candidate resumes to sort of match the skills you're looking at 
to, well, in our case, watching payroll, for example. So in other words, having AI watch your payroll run and make a determination whether something odd has happened and you've made a mistake. And when I mention that to folks I talk to, everyone gets very excited about it. <laughs> well, because we know what it's like to have to be that person auditing that, you see. Right. <laughs> so the amount of work just lifted off of somebody's shoulders. I know. But that's the thing to think about here is it's not AI as some kind of disembodied voice booming across the room. It's AI just in the background assisting you. And in that case, it's just, hey, I learned what a normal payroll run looks like for you. This looks different. Did you notice that before you run? Did you check that? That kind of capability is what becomes incredibly empowering for the people who are working alongside those tools. Now I don't have to worry so much. I've got an assistant who can help. So you've got that kind of bucket. That's the first bucket. That's AI embedded in stuff going on, you know, the day-to-day processes, the things you do to either reduce risk or make it easier, make it faster, just more effective. I'm writing a better job ad because AI is helping. The second kind of bucket I would talk about would be personalization of experience. So in other words, that's running things in the background for me. Now I want to connect that to the day-to-day experience of people. And one of the things that we all know AI is good at, even if we don't really think of it in these terms, is figuring out what you like and personalizing it. You know, we're, we're used to kind of the you know, online streaming service, the kind of the Netflix, you know, people who watch this might also want to watch that, or Amazon's people who bought this might want one of these personalization is incredibly powerful when you're thinking about a work experience. And so we see AI becoming part of that personalization experience. So in other words, thinking about you're an employee in this job, you've been here for this number of years. If you want to be promoted to this job, I would recommend you take these training courses and focus in these areas. That personalized kind of interaction is incredibly powerful when you think about somebody's experience of being in that workplace. And that's one of the things that AI can do. AI can say, here's stuff you should know. Here's information that people in your job usually want. I found this for you. I'm going to put it over here so you can get to it easily. And all of this stuff, by the way, exists and is being built out and is flowing out into the world of HR and payroll and benefits, benefits administration. How about something that could recommend benefits to your employees to give them a head start before they start asking you questions? Oh, amazing. Uh Uh-huh. So again, this is things that are taking an existing process in the first case, making it easier in the second bucket, personalizing it more. And then the third layer I would say is is very simple. It is really communication. I say simple, but incredibly important. Communication, making it easy for people to engage with both of those other things. And that is often chatbots, you know, what is referred to as natural language processing. So having the ability to literally pick up your phone and say, hey, is next Thursday a company holiday? And having the system understand what you mean, look for you, come back and say, it is, congratulations, you've got a Thursday holiday. That sort of communication layer to connect both of the aforementioned buckets, if you see what I mean, to make them easier to access. Again, facilitated by AI, it's going to sit in the background. It's not going to be intrusive, but it's going to be available and it's going to be embedded in the things you kind of do naturally, just like the rest of AI is today. That's right. Well, yeah, as you were running through all of the things that AI is already doing, again, I take it for granted. Like, I don't think about it that way, right? I'm like, oh, yeah, Netflix is suggesting my next show. It's just what it does. I don't think about it anymore. So, uh, and this is probably a naive question because my mind is blown already. But with iSolve, you all are a software company. So does this have to be built into an HR software? I mean, is that the case? 
Yeah, no, I see where you're going with this. So a couple of things I would say around that, and I'll be completely upfront, right? As I sold as an organization, we have a HCM platform that we built out for small, medium businesses in the US. And we pair that, by the way, with a lot of services and expertise on tap. We think those two things together are critical for being successful. But you know, I want to be just very upfront because we're trying to have a very vendor neutral conversation here. I want to provide as much. So you know, my perspective on this is you can buy these things in as embedded in individual tools and I'm trying to think of a good example here. Okay, here's an example. So editing pictures with a tool like a, you know, an Adobe Acrobat or something where I buy that in and it has some AI capabilities built into it and I use them for editing pictures. Perfectly sensible use case. You know, our perspective is on the reason we build a platform rather than a set of tools is that you want the platform to be interacting with the employee at every step of their sort of work life. So in other words, even before they're an employee, when you're first hiring them in or you're first you know, evaluating them and interviewing them, through every step of every day, every interaction, every time they hit something on the website, every time you know, you're in payroll for them, when they're accessing benefits, as they're getting performance reviews, as they're going on training courses, as they're uh, interacting with other members of the company. The reason you want that is because what you really, really want is a single source of truth, a single view of the employee experience. And the simple fact of the matter is that the more data you give to AI platforms, the smarter they are. They are fueled by data. And so having a single platform with a single view of the employee, a single consistent view that threads through everything, means that when the platform is trying to learn, it is able to learn a much richer set of interactions, learn a broader set of information. So what you get is a view of what has motivated your best employees. Where did your best employees come from? What retains them? One of the great stories we have is, you know, an organization, they were struggling to retain some of their best employees and they were able to use the technology to model what are the critical drivers of retention. And the platform's able to say, well, you know, here are four different models of things that we can see are likely to retain your best employees and pick one of them and try it out and see. And they were able to pick a model that said, okay, if we adjust, you know, salary and benefits like this, we'll see a 10% reduction in employee turnover in this key group of employees. And it, the great thing is not only can you then use that model to sort of go test it out, you can use the model to sell the idea almost internally. You can say, look, we have the data. Here's what's going to happen. And they were able to do it and it worked. It hundred percent worked. And so that capacity to have that single view of the employee from start to finish, you know, beginning of the day to the end of the day, every day of the week is really powerful when you want to really drill in and understand what matters to those employees. It's building out your personalization bucket, right? Right, exactly. So, you know, if you think about it, really putting AI aside for just a second, but these are attributes, if you will, that we've been working on for decades in the HR space to be able to capture this so that we can give that employee the best life in our organization, right? And to keep them within our organization. So it's kind of like I'm thinking over my years of just being in HR, and this is kind of a dream, you know, like this is what we've been talking about for years for companies to be able to do this. It's almost like a predictive analytics in a way. Right. And that's why I think we're at a crossroads right now for this. And the decision is simple, but making it's hard. And that is, you know, how do we now adopt AI in the most effective way the worst thing we can do is trying to not adopt it at all because you lose control and it will become forced upon you. You know, you won't get to choose how and where and when. 
other people will do that for you. So I would strongly recommend, you know, if I think about the successful HR organization of the next five years, you don't have to be an AI expert. You don't have to, you know, understand data science and be able to build machine models and things. But what you do want to do is understand what is possible. What is the art of the possible? And then map that to what are the essential things that we have to get done today in my organization? What's my biggest problem today? How do I attack that with better data, more advice, less workload, and so on? And that's where it gets really powerful is now we've got technology that will allow us to go after today's problem, solve it today, and then the next day's problem, and in a practical, achievable way. Yeah, it's incredible. I mean, I appreciate how when you made the comment, you know, it's kind of here to stay. We can either be forced into it (laughs) or we can start strategizing today because I'm going to assume all these different organizations. Is it something that I'm assuming whomever they're working with, those vendors are going to start having those conversations with them? Yeah, 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 absolutely. And it's something we certainly do with, you know, the reason I'm having these conversations with our customers is because I want to make them feel comfortable. And we are. I mean, you know, it's interesting. The feedback I get is, I don't want to talk about AI because everyone's going to just close down and no one wants to hear about AI and they're worried about it. And it's interesting. You know, I don't know if you were aware, we ran a survey of a couple of thousand employees across the US, I'm going to say about four or five months ago at most. And we asked about AI, we asked about attitudes towards AI, use of AI, and so on. And the results are actually very surprising and actually really positive, you know, because a lot of the folks that we talk to are employees in a whole range of businesses, everything from healthcare to manufacturing to nonprofit to, you know, on and on. An awful lot of them are very much open to using AI in their job day to day. When we asked, like, what do you think it'll do for you? I think it was over half said, well, it'll just help me be more productive. I think people are getting the sense that AI can help. We have to overcome the fear and uncertainty of the, but is it going to take my job away? And I think that's the key that we should be talking about is what is it going to do to my job in addition to for my job? But Jeff, you know what's interesting? And this may not be a perfect analogy, but I'm thinking about when I started with HCI, one of the very first classes I taught was Strategic HR Business Partner. And that was their very first course. We were starting to talk about the Strategic HR Business Partner model and how it would evolutionize organizations, right? Because as a function, we become more strategic, we become proactive, we're consultants, we're valuable, we're credible, like all of those, you know, characteristics that went along with the role and capabilities. And likely, there were conversations of fear, right? If we move into this more strategic role and we're moving out of those tactical roles, I think there was almost that same fear. But look at we're two decades in now and the HR function, right, that has moved forward to be more strategic. Some of that tactical stuff has gone to coordinator roles or shared services. You know, it's shifted the work. But when you're saying that, I can get the angst of people in general because it was probably happening during the HRBP movement too. They're like, but wait, I've been entering this into the system for years. I've been doing work with the time clock for a year. You know, I've been answering all these questions about benefits for, you know, there were all these tactical things that started to be minimized so that the HR role could become more strategic. 
And I feel like what you're saying is almost that same, like, but what's going to happen? What's going to happen to my role? What's going to happen to these job responsibilities? But what I'm hearing you and what I hopefully think people realize, even with the HRBP model, is it's just making it more efficient, more accessible, more personalized, so that our time can be spent doing more valuable work. Absolutely. You know, I think the thing we should remember as well is AI is really good at certain things. There are certain things that, you know, machine learning and artificial intelligence are really, really good at. And they're good at spotting trends. They're good at identifying anomalies. They're good at predicting things based on a model for the future. They're good at those things. But there are certain things that are uniquely human that we can do. And it's interesting, they exist more in the space of HR than they do, I think, in any other part of the business. If like, if I was thinking of a group of people that should be least worried about losing their job to AI, it would be the HR folks, because the thing that, you know, we as human beings, we are engines of empathy and context. We are magnificent at understanding other people and the world that is driving their behavior. And we still have to be able to do that. Yes. But this is going to make our roles more efficient. Absolutely. AI will be a partner and is already a partner, will become more of a partner to free us up. Right. But for us, that means that we can focus on the uniquely human capabilities to understand other people and do more of that. And that is what will shape the future of HR along with AI. And isn't that a really good thing? Isn't it wonderful to think about the fact that finally there's a technology that's going to enable us to be fully human, to focus fully on the human qualities? Yep. That's awesome. The language you use, I always say, we are uniquely qualified to work with people. So we will retain that. Absolutely. Yeah. The example I always like to use is, look, AI can be really good at spotting trends and understanding things, but it can never fully understand, at least not within our lifetime and potentially several lifetimes. It cannot understand what it's like to be a single parent taking their kid to school who notices that the kid is sick, who gets a problem with the car, who suddenly had a medical bill they didn't expect. Like that level of context and empathy is vastly beyond any kind of technology we have any vision to at the moment, but we do that all the time. And that's what we can bring to the table in a way that no machine ever can. I love that. So I know we've probably talked about this hit or miss as we've gone through the conversation, but I'm kind of thinking about this as like a collection question now of what would you see then collectively as what AI provides for us or the capabilities and how they benefit HR professionals? Like if you're talking to your customers, even what would you say would be those benefits for those HR professionals? Yeah, I would say first and foremost, it frees up your time and capabilities. It will do things that you would have had to have done manually and it will do them for you and it'll do them with less errors because we are human after all and it'll just enable you to be focused on more important things it'll get you out of the sort of the day-to-day hamster wheel of stuff that actually consumes most of hr people's time it can help you that chatbots are a great example imagine never having to answer the same set of questions over and over again about where is the list of benefits that i can go look up and things a chatbot can do that and doesn't care when it's 2 a.m on a sunday morning if it's getting the same question so first off it's going to free your time Second thing it's going to do is it's going to give you information to make good decisions so that you can look at what's happening today much more clearly and much more holistically. And you can look at what's likely to happen in the future and you can make decisions and recommendations on the basis of really good, solid information. 
And I think the net result of those is it will continue to accelerate that understanding of the central role of HR, of the people disciplines in the strategy of every organization. It will enable HR professionals to finally be you know, seen fully as shaping the strategy of every organization because any business is a people business. Incredible. I love that. Well, I hope that just like kind of collectively bringing together what we've talked about thus far and putting that in that list form, you know, that our listeners are hearing the value, what it can do for us, what it can do for us. So I'm curious if some of this is roped in here that you all, you all meaning I solved, recently released an AI roadmap. I suspect a lot of feedback went into that. So what would you say some of the highlights are from what you guys are looking forward to? Yeah, I think for us, again, it's a case of embedding AI in a lot of the things that we do already. So again, you know, I mentioned things like the capacity to learn what's normal in a payroll run. You know, the ability for it to say things like, I'm going to write you a great job ad. You know, let me just fill in some details and the AI can create a job ad for you, which is based on best practices and gives you something to start from. You know, it'll be 85% of the way there, but it'll be really good. Or the ability to stack rank resumes based on fit, based on the skills that are in there and areas of interest against what you're looking at. I think other areas around personalization of training Another area we've been talking about, and I think I mentioned earlier, but that's very much coming where we'll be able to sort of personalize training based on the role that you're in and actually even shape the content based on the role that you're in. So what we can't do is think about technology for technology's sake. We must continue to think about the challenges that our customers face today and tomorrow and next week and next month and address those using AI as an enabling technology, not simply trying to build AI because it's cool, because that's not the way to solve people's problems. It's strategic. You're being intentional about it. Yeah, absolutely. You know, we all should be. The industry should 100%. be. And I, I don't. Yeah. Now, will you, um, when when we talk about this roadmap, is it a parallel roadmap? Will some of those things happen internally with iSolved as you're moving those out to the customers or? Everything that is ultimately delivered to our customers of the hundred and whatever, it's 170,000 businesses that we look after around the US, we are also using a news first internally. So yeah, it's quite fascinating. The chat bot, for example, is used heavily by our HR department. They love it. It's a great way of getting basic questions answered. My very first conversation, I'm going about 18 months back now with Lena, you know, that was one of the things I was intuitive to you know, just how much you all embrace your customers' needs and how much you walk the walk. I love that you all have that experience. Your employees are having that experience because that just helps as you're transitioning that to your customers, having those conversations with your customers, holding your customers' hands, whatever whatever yeah. level of support <laughs> they need from you. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That's yeah, it's awesome. the only way to do it. You have to stay close to your customers. I mean, it's a simple, you know, it's interesting how many organizations don't. But one of the things that we committed to and why I've spent almost every week of the year on the road is you cannot stay close to your customers unless you spend time with them. And you must, right? The world of somebody with two HR people in a small business dealing with the day-to-day challenges, you've got to be in there and understand it. Yeah. Well, and I love that. Yeah. I love that you're hearing and understanding, listening and figuring out at iSolved proper, how do we incorporate this and then, you know, kind of modeling it for your customer. Well, 
tell me this, Jeff, if we were talking a year from now, what do you think the main themes will be about AI and HR? What do you think a year from now? I tell you what, the next thing we have to address is because the technology is moving ahead at great speed as it should and will. And, you know, there'll be lots of great stuff we can do. The thing that we must also do is have the conversations around policies and ethics of use of AI in the organization. I think that's that's the next thing. And, and, you know, an organization like us, we have a very clear ethics policy around the use of AI. We need to be working with a lot of organizations out there to enable everyone to be to fully understand the implications of AI in dealing with people and their jobs and their careers and helping them make those good decisions. So I think ethics and sort of the best practices around the use of AI, because we're going to build the technology. It's coming really quickly. Much of it's already here. It's time to have a good conversation about, all right, how do we make sure everyone's comfortable with it and make sure we're making clear ethical choices and we're transparent in those things. Yeah. Well, again, a big highlight for me of this conversation was, you know, start thinking about it, be intentional about it so that you're not in a place where you're forced. Right. Here's the reality. There's so many competing priorities and I get that. But I think businesses typically are mindful of being strategic. And like you said, it's coming fast. It's coming fast. Let's get comfortable with it. Let's figure it out. What do we need it for? How can we work with it to serve us? Ugh. I mean, it will take me a while to process this conversation because it's not vague. It's just big. It is. It's It's a very big topic. Big topic. The good news is, first of all, we can absorb it. We can absorb it a bit at a time. It won't be something you have to do all at once. Not everything is going to have to be AI on day one. Expect it to come in pieces that will help you do your job better, and and it will come in very naturally. So don't be afraid. Don't panic. Would be my advice. Jeff, I think that's what you know. Even for myself, but more so for our listeners, I think as soon as you said, "Let me tell you about the three buckets," I was like, "All right, this is good," (laughs) because I think we are so busy. There are so many competing priorities, and I think the way in which you were able to just simply lay it out. Here's those three. I think it will give HR folks that are listening in a way to prioritize thinking about it through those buckets. So yeah. Yeah. Well, we loved having you. We always love our having folks on from I solved you all are a wealth of knowledge And you always have the customer in mind, which we appreciate here at HCI as well. So we're grateful for your time today, Jeff. Well, thank you for having me. I enjoyed the conversation. Yep. Awesome. Well, you all, hopefully you learned a little bit more about this topic that for some of you, you might just put on the back burner, but hopefully you listened in and got some really easy, tangible pieces of information from this great conversation. So just that quick reminder, please do send us an email if you do have any suggestions for topics. We're at podcasts at hci.org. Also, we would love if you would subscribe to this podcast in your favorite podcast app. If you are listening on, for example, Apple Podcasts, please give us a rating. Your rating will help us to help other professionals and talent-minded people discover our program. For Nine to Thrive HR and all of us here at HCI, we appreciate you for tuning in. Make it a great day, everyone.